Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. It's the end of the season of 2014. Woohoo! Make sure to hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and chat us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. You can also check us out on Facebook backslash Her Fantasy Football. Thanks for joining us. Let's get straight into it. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And we're in playoffs. The yeah. season is done. Yep. Our show is going to be a little bit different, obviously. We're not talking about fantasy predictions, more or less. Fantasy highs and lows for every team. There were a lot of highs, and there were more lows, I'd say. I don't know. It was a crazy <laughs> year. It's a crazy year of fantasy football. Well, let's start the show off with what everybody's talking about in the news. The first week of playoffs, Dallas and Detroit, the flag that was not a flag? I don't know. I mean, clearly it was a flag. <laughs> right. But, I don't – I mean, the, the NFL has now come out and, and said – Yes, that was a flag, <laughs> which is so Oops. obvious. Oops. <laughs> which is funny because yeah. I don't have a problem with them picking that up. There you you go. know, I'm, I'm kind of like a traditionalist, like with basketball, where you just kind of don't call penalties the last little bit. They're like, you let them fight it out. Well, it wasn't that last little bit. It was eight minutes. A little bit. Well, that, well yeah, but here, again, here's my beef. You had eight minutes. You can't blame not winning on that <laughs> one call. Eight Minutes. I'm. It changed, I'm it sorry. It changed the momentum of the game. It changed the momentum of the game for sure. I mean, there were there were a few things that changed the momentum of the game. I mean, there were eight half time minutes. Um, yeah, half-time. like half time. <laughs> half time was one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the, the, what's funny though today is that it was released that Matthew Stafford was mic'd up, so you can hear him just mind not, blown. Not <laughs> pleased. Not pleased. Uh, this is unbelievable. I don't understand. You, this did is, you say that he said some home cooking? This is some home, home cooking. cooking. Yeah. Which I would yeah. say, if I was that irate in that moment, I don't think I'd say something as PG as this is some home cooking. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah, bless his he heart, didn't. Right? Like, That's kind of sweet. You know what, Stafford? Maybe you should have won a few more games and then you could have had some home cooking. Mm that's that's true <laughs> yeah there's a lot of different things that we could go about this we're not very easy ladies but i'll tell you that um i think it should have been a flag um i still think detroit should have lost and dallas should go so that's where i stand i will say i was a little higher on dallas before that game right like they they did not look as dominant as i th- think they were when they led it into the playoffs people thought they were I think that's Detroit's a little unfair. Yeah, their defense Detroit's is awesome. Detroit's defense is good. Yeah. No, Detroit, yeah, Detroit's my second favorite team, and I love them, but I just feel like this is Dallas's year. Um, and I feel, you know, obviously the refs felt the same way. So, you know. Because it's some <laughs> you know, home, home cooking. <laughs> some home cooking. Well, that's good to tell. Yeah, I, I know everybody else is talking about it. So we'll move on to more exciting news. The coach changes of 2014 2015 this is my favorite i love a lot coaches. of them. i just this is good this is good times and just so you know people who are, are newer to fantasy this does impact fantasy players oh yeah um big, big so time. it is important to know who what coach leaves and where they go and um all that good stuff so let's start off with the best one of all uh, the Buffalo Bills coach, Doug Marone, opted out of his contract in a mass text. 
I right, folks. am dying. Just like general manager, president, whoever else, assistant coaches, owner. Uh, I quit. <laughs> well, that's how we let the, the players know. I mean, these players oh. that he's played with this whole time. And he's like, oh, here's a text. Um, there's this fun viral video called Text Message Breakup. You should check it out. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Why am I forgetting her name right now? Cho. Margaret Cho? Margaret Cho is in it. She's in this video where it's like, you can't text message breakup. It's this, like, rap song. It's a parody. It's awesome. But I would definitely tell you that you can't text message breakup. And this was a little little dicey. Well, I mean, you can. I feel like there's got to be like a time in my for me in my dating world. It's, there's a month cutoff on whether or not I would break things off via text or not. Yeah, I got married when I was 24. All I did was break up through text or just not calling them back. I mean, I was not nice. But I, guess I feel that's like really rude. A, a, se- a season. <laughs> I was young. I was no. stupid. A decent season together. You can't break up over text. They almost made the playoffs. Yeah, you can't break up and over text like, at that point. And then he's like, "Peace, homie." Yeah. Well, and then well, Kyle Orton re- retired. Kyle Orton retires. On. I think Doug was like, peace. If Kyle leaves, I'm out. I well, got the other... three days to opt out. I'm opting out in those three days. Exactly. Yeah. And Adam Schefter reported on the Sunday night um, NFL con- countdown that um, Doug Marone stood up and supposedly left the room when the Bills traded up to get Sammy Watkins. Wow. And there's just a huge, I guess difference of opinion on how things should be run and I, I just think he's been unhappy and he just kind of took the out. The rumor is he might be going to the Jets where oh. he used to work. Well, yeah. he's interviewing in a lot of places. I mean, he's been around, so um, I... I the good he, news... I think he's going to Atlanta on Tuesday. If he did go to the Jets, I don't think they'd have any problem at all with a breakup via text. It's just kind of like mm. their way, you know? No, status quo. It's Jets. It's sure. Jets. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Well, let's move on to the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. They've been interviewing several coaches in the last week trying to replace our always favorite just man, Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Could that have been more obvious on, like, his post-game conference? Uh, I was just like, well, well this oh, is yeah. clearly yeah, a He found himself a very nice paycheck in Michigan. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, he's doing okay. I hope those pants are fleece lined. Yeah, keep them warm. Keep it warm. Michigan's cold. Yep. The Bears have already replaced their GM with Giants former GM Ernie Accorsi, I think, but are still looking for someone to replace the head coach spot. As Brandon says, Cutler kills coaches' careers. That's what happens. That's what Cutler's good for. Yeah. That and losing games. And Atlanta dropped their head coach, Mike Smith. And they've had yeah. several interviews, ex, you know, including Rex Ryan. He had a five-hour interview, said Adam Shuffler. Um, and supposedly he's going to get a second interview. So we'll see. I love Rex. Come to Denver. I think uh, Adam Schefter thinks that he should go there, right? To Atlanta? Yeah. I think that could be a yeah. really interesting place for him, quite honestly. Well, they need help with the defense. Yeah. But I think it's the most, I think it's the most attractive head coaching job because Matt Ryan's the best quarterback out of everyone for sure. Yeah, they have for weapons. Sure. They got yeah, they got the tools in place for the most part. They just need to revamp their defense, but I think that you can play a little bit of band-aid here, band-aid there if you get a nice draft going. And they have a good draft yep. pick. So it's it's a really interesting 
position. I, I like Atlanta. I think a lot of people want Atlanta, so it's going to be a tough one. I think a lot of people are going to compete for the Atlanta job. Uh, I have a feeling, ladies, we're not going to get our wish. I don't think Rex Ryan's going no, to be our defensive no. coordinator. No, no, I know, I know. <sighs> so sad. Uh, and the always exciting Jets fired both GM and head coach Rex Ryan. You gotta love them. They hired out people from outside of their organization to help them find people to work in the organization, which I always appreciate. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite part, but Brandon, not so much. Mike Shanahan is back. Back in the He's fold, back, guys. Everybody's interviewing this guy. Everyone. So he's in. He's in. And I'm sure he's going to take his son with him. And they're going to have quite the duo at some uh, organization. Maybe Oakland Raiders. I mean, hey, they still owe him like a quarter million dollars. Maybe that'll be part of the sweet deal he'll get for the Raiders. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know why on earth you would want to hire Mike Shanahan. Because he's genius. He's not a genius. He inherited a team and won the Super Bowl two times. And then the second John Elway was gone, he has only gone to the playoffs one time. And it's when RG3 caught lightning in a bottle at the end of his rookie season. Other than that, he's been bad. Aww. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reality stinks. But I'm telling you, that those are his numbers. Those That's are sad. his numbers. And it's not good. And you know what? People were like, oh, we should go back to, like, um, what was I watching? Uh, pardon the interruption. And they were like, oh, he should go to Chicago. He, he can create magic again with Jay Cutler. And I'm like, what magic? There was no magic with Jay Cutler. They never went to the playoffs. They were terrible together. That would be the worst place you want to go. Actually, Mike Shanahan was the first coach he got fired. That's yep. true, Brandon. That's true. That's true. And Mike Shanahan never forgets. Never forgets. Never. So I mean, that's probably the worst place he could go, for sure. Worst. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed to giving Tanahan another chance. I'm sorry, I can't call him Shanahan. He's because he's always Tanahan in our world. But um. Oh, I thought that was a slip up. That's funny. No, Tanahan. Yeah, because he's great. Because he he looks so tan. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, um, I don't, it's, oof. I mean, Brandon's kind of right. He did inherit a great team, but he did, yeah. some, he did some good stuff with it. And, and they were able, again, what part of that's him, what part of that's the GM and, and the whole staff in terms of, you know, the drafting, cause they did some good drafting as well when he was with the Broncos and whatnot. Um, but I think we did see, I don't want to say true colors with the Redskins because you, RG3 seems to bring his own set of issues that seem to transfer coach to coach to coach himself. I mean, hopefully he's not the next coach killer following, Ugh. you know, Jay Cutler at this point. So I don't know. I mean, I think give him another chance, but I don't think there should be intense high hopes about what Shanahan's going to do. So I'm going to put oh, it out please. on Twitter. I just saw this, and I think it actually came out um, – like a month and a half ago, so I'm sorry. But someone did a parody called Jay Cutler, I'm Giving Up on You, based on the song. <laughs> and it is genius. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's a great song. And it's song. about Jay Cutler, I'm Giving Up on You, after the millions we gave to you. Oh, I like it. Except for they're not giving up on him. They're not giving up on him, and I'm sorry, fans. We'll nope. see. We'll see. We'll see who they're willing to bring in there. All right. 
We'll see who's willing to go there. But, if uh, I was if I was a head coach, I would hire literally the quarterback's coach that you are solely responsible for Jay Cutler. I want my job not even remotely tied to his performance. That'd be in my contract right. if I signed a like a deal with a company. How could it not be? The quarterback affects everyone's performance except for Matt Forte. But everyone else is affected by Jay Cutler. But my issue is if he's unwilling to listen and to learn and to be part of the offense and to be part of the system, that's not my problem. That guy's is in his mid-30s. He's proven yeah. exactly who he is. I'm not quite this sure is, what we're... This has got to be your low, Brandon, for Chicago. Are we, are we talking too much about this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yeah. he is my low. I can't even remember. Wow. That's sad. I'll get to it in my notes, though, and it will be magic. But you know what? I can't even put Jay Cutler as low because for fantasy, he wasn't that low. It's just if you want to actually win football games. But your fantasy games, as I told you, he's pretty good. Sorry. Well, (laughs) I like it. Well, as some of you know, most of you know, most everyone knows, ESPN lost a giant this last weekend. Mm. Stuart Scott died Sunday after a very long battle with cancer, leaving two daughters behind. His ESPY speech and the way he lived life with cancer was very inspiring. Um, And our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. And Stuart, you were as cool as the other side of the pillow. Booyah! Oh, yeah. yeah. His phrase is the best. He's just he was. the best. So sad. Oh, my gosh. Just, yeah. So so I'm watching some of his older clips. and just like, oh, my gosh. I for, just forgot about, like, how crazy animated he's always been. Oh, yeah. Like, my favorite was the when they, they ripped off the uh, the suits that were their warm-up suits. Did oh, you see yeah. that oh, my clip? Gosh. On sports yes. they rip it off as if they're like tearaway sweats in a basketball game and underneath <laughs> it's like their real suit for Sports Center. Oh, it's so good. And his hair is so like his ever going hairdos. It's just like I just love him. He's he's like he's a great man and inspiration for us and uh, but he's sadly missed. Yeah. Appreciate him. We'll move on to some football. In round two of playoffs, we have the Packers against the Cowboys, the Ravens against the Patriots, the Panthers against the Seahawks, and the Colts against the Broncos. This is legit. This is, I mean, yep. minus maybe the Ravens. I think this is, like, the best, or the Panthers. I was just say, I'm rooting Panthers in I mean, a big way. <laughs> big way. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not Seahawks fans. Of course we're rooting well, for the Panthers. given. But it's just, you know what, they're coming out hot at the end here, and you know what, I like, you know what, I think, I think it's doable for them to be Seahawks. I do. I think it's doable. I think that's crazy, but I enjoy your enthusiasm. But you know what, you guys also told me it's crazy to bench Peyton Manning. <laughs> this is very rational. I'm hoping that's your calling card for the year. Yeah, I'm it is. I'm probably going to use it all next year, too. Just saying. Give yeah. Heads up. <laughs> yeah. Heads up. <laughs> Heads up. We're actually going to have new business cards printed with your call on the back and with yep. the date. And then be I like, look it up. I told you to bench Peyton. I told look you to bench Peyton. <laughs> yep. And I was right. Oh, it's going to be good, you guys. It's going to be good. And uh, there are some real losers coming out of college this year for the 2015 NFL draft. <laughs> um, one of which might go first overall. So let's start with the always controversial Jameis Winston. He was accused of rape back in 2012, mm. of course, not convicted. 
Um, because why would he? He's the quarterback of the football team. Um, the victim is now suing the FSU for not proceeding in the case properly and giving Winston special treatment. Um, but the rape accusation is not the only thing, you guys. I mean, he has been caught with so much. Uh, shoplifting, $32 worth of crab legs. Uh, you know, he also was accused of stealing from Burger King. Like, a soda. I mean, question involvement in what has been described as a B, like a BB gun fight. This reportedly shot out 13 broken windows. I mean, an apartment complex. I mean, this yeah. guy, I mean, and last, obviously, last fall, we all remember when Winston was suspended for half a game for standing on a campus cafeteria table and shouting out, whatevs. Um, Beeper right in the beep. Yeah, I mean, this guy is like, I don't know. He's on the do not draft list, right? I mean, I don't know. He's, I, I mean, he'll be he'll be drafted. That's for sure. It's, no, I mean, uh, say for like fantasy wise. I mean, he's pretty oh. crappy. Yeah, he's a pretty crappy person right now, is what I see. I think I, we go ahead. Oh, Brian. go ahead. No, well, I was gonna say that I think. Um, so the rumor is he might stay another year now that he's been totally acquitted of his charges uh, as per the FSU campus. I mean, he just declared he's coming out. He had a huge lawn written statement that oh he, he is, did he, he did he it is, today he is definitely going into the nfl draft this year uh, yeah so he is i thought he was gonna wait till after the ohio state game i didn't even i, I try to avoid his news feed yeah no it's this big long statement but all the, all the cliche phrasings you can say well so. listen we we always tell you not to draft rookies anyway and uh we'll see if he can get through his rookie season without getting arrested and if you did not, yeah, learn your lesson with Manziel, we can't help you with Winston. We can't help you. We just can't. We because can't. Manziel isn't even close. To, let me let me separate those two. Those are two very different <laughs> kinds of don't drafts. You don't draft Johnny football because he's out partying. But everyone there, I think, it's, it's a consensual party. He's um, immature, yes. yes. Johnny football is immature. He has learning and growth. Winston's a criminal. Numerous times for numerous, numerous, a variety. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I guess my thing, like Brian says, we always tell you not to draft rookies and keep in mind the player conduct. That's been a very prevalent issue this season and will be another prevalent issue next season. And don't put high stock in players like Jameis Winston, who more than likely, based on history, will be slapped with some sort of player conduct and then you have lost value on a high draft pick. And people don't want their quarterback to be in trouble on player conduct. This is a very weird thing because Josh Gordon mm-hmm. is the same thing because he was player conduct and everyone was like, no, he's going to come back. He's going to be awesome. And then he, once again, gets suspended the last game of the season. So, um, but quarterback, that's a different ball game. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this plays out, but I would not drop I him. mean, he's definitely the most um, NFL ready and, you know, I hope I'd we'll say see. he's the most NFL ready. No, he's definitely he played in more of an NFL format in but college. He, yeah, he, he's very successful. His la- last game was his only losing game, only game he ever lost. I mean, he he can get it done. He is a great athlete. He is a freak at a quarterback. So but, does Tim Tebow. Well, he's not Tim Tebow. 
he's not Tim Tebow. He he is a legit quarterback. But the the fact of the matter is, is that there's too much. There's too much around him. He's gonna he's gonna fall once he gets that money, that contract. I to me, I I feel like he's going to fall. Well, let's even just um, delete from our minds for five seconds the fact that he doesn't respect women, if you can. But uh, theft, numerous charges of theft. Numerous. You do that in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what they're gonna do. It's very I, weird. Yeah. Yeah, because. You're more like, I mean, as awful as it is, I mean, theft, you, you're, you're going to get in trouble for that, period. I mean, with the other allegations, that's maybe be a little bit more of a harder prove, per se, something. But with theft, that's going to happen. And he does it over and over again. And part of that is like a habitual, weird um, yeah. kind of uh, thrill, he gets thrill, a thrill of, tr- of whether from, will I get caught or not. Yeah, there's there's no reason for him to steal a pop. There's no reason to steal $32 of crab legs. It's purely for the thrill of getting caught. Or not getting caught, and he hasn't yeah. learned his lesson. And he could like I loved when he went on and said, "People have the wrong perception of me." And I'm like, "Facts are facts. Take take the sexual case away from that. Sure, facts are facts. Sure. That you get yourself in trouble, you put yourself in bad situations, you say the wrong things, and you break the law. That's not a perception. Those are facts. It's like Aaron Hernandez. It's murder." It's burglary, <laughs> my friend, and it just doesn't stop unless you get some serious help, all right? For Hernandez, you saw what happened. He'd be a great I Halloween costume, wouldn't he? With like a Diet Coke and some crab legs in your hand. Oh, good. It'd be, yeah. it'd be, it'd be a good yeah. Halloween costume. Yeah. You could be like the ghost of Jameis Winston's past. Yes. There Ooh, we go. Oh, good. There I'm, we go. What? Boom. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So inappropriate. All right. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Well, throughout the season, we've gone matchup by matchup to give you guys the best predictions. This week, we're going to go by divisions from the best scoring division or person in the division to the lowest scoring division. So, person in the division. So, I decided to start off with the AFC North. Why not? Pittsburgh Steelers, they had a good run this year. I say they had some pretty darn good football players in fantasy. Pretty darn good. Yeah. I was a little bummed they lost. I'm not going to lie. I've been rooting all year for them, and then they lose I to the Ravens. not bummed. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know, didn't want to have to play against them. I think the Ravens have a shot of being the Patriots. Okay. I'm, seri- I'm serious, so that's interesting. But, all right, well, we'll get to my high, and... I think the high for me was to see Le'Veon Bell take such a giant leap up the rankings from, you know, to the second, which is great. Um, he was easily, in my opinion, the best all-purpose back as he had a hundred and sorry, one thousand three hundred sixty-one rushing yards in comparison to Demarco Murray, who was a leading rusher with one thousand eight hundred forty-five. So a large discrepancy there. But Bell over doubled Murray's receiving yards. Bell had eight hundred fifty-four yards compared to four hundred sixteen. So, and my favorite moments of that was when he just, like, went off against Tennessee and Cincinnati. And he had over 200 yards against Tennessee, 185 yards against Cincinnati. And that was just rushing. And I was like, this guy's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. He's at, like, 41 points Mm. against the Cincy game. I was like, this is crazy. He is so, you know, they are lucky that the clock has run out because he's not even tired. It was crazy. It was (laughs) nuts. 
Um, and my low, you know, there weren't really many lows to this team this year. You know, they were they no. pretty much took you to the championship. So I guess all I could really say would be, I kind of miss the dominant Steelers defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were the 16th highest scoring team this year. And quite honestly, you know, I don't remember talking about them once this season. In a good or in a bad way, they were just kind of like nondescript, you know, just like, eh. So I'd like to see the defense come back. I was, you know, I was a little bummed, a little sad to see them. And Le'Veon Bell's knee come back. And knee, yeah. Oh. That, that hurt them in that playoff game big time. Yeah. Big time. Sad. Oh, he was amazing. So Great. good. Good so stuff. Good. good stuff. Cincinnati Bengals. You know, my high was Jeremy Hill this year. What a nice rookie show off. Just came in with an excellent back in front of him. Um, and he especially did well in the playoffs for us. In the last three weeks, he had 27, 18, and 11 fantasy points in standard leagues. In PPR, it wasn't too much different because he really doesn't catch that many balls, which is why, unfortunately, he may not be the leading running back next year either because Giovanni Bernard does catch balls, which is a bummer. I, I hate to say this, but I really hope that one of them gets traded so that they both can be stars in their own ma- own way, you know? That'd be nice. They they had games where they both blew up. Yeah. You know, and that's I wonderful. Like I love both of them. I want them both to do well. So, but, yeah, I mean, Hill's amazing. You know, Hill finished just three spots below Jamal Charles in fantasy points. Wow. That's, that's a good year, people. That is, that's, that is a good year. That is a good year. And my low... Was AJ Green? Oh. Oh, he was not worth Most. the high draft pick this season. Man, he had five games with zero points, whether he was out or with injury, you know, with injury or he was in. Nothing more than a decoy. It was so sad. In the playoffs, he had four, zero, and six fantasy points. Great example of how losing yeah. a coach affects a team. Yes, yes that's exactly. What we talk about at the top of the show. Pay attention. Exactly. Pay, Pay attention. attention. Yeah, and he suffered a concussion in week seventeen, so he was out for the first, you know, round of playoffs, and of course they lost. Yeah. Um, to the Colts. So mm. I mean, he is a freak. He is a freak. He's he's very talented. So hopefully he gets healthy this off season. He can be dominant in twenty fifteen. Um, he did finish twenty first. For wide receivers, averaging 8.3 points a game. So it's not like he was bad. Um, But he only had one game over 20 fantasy points. So that kind of stinks. Yeah. You wanted those big moments a couple times. It doesn't help that his quarterback was Andy Dalton, who finished 18th quarterback in fantasy with five more points than Alex Smith, who didn't even have a wide receiver catch a touchdown. (laughs) He went from 5th to 18th, Andy Dalton. Crazy, again, coaching. Crazy coaching, coaching, coaching. And the Ravens, hey, still in the playoffs, winning. Justin yep. Forsett was my high this year. For sure. Yeah, he was my high. Ever. Biggest pickup ever. Biggest surprise of the year, I would say. Comeback keen, for sure. For a player that wasn't even drafted in most leagues, he came out and was had his best year in the NFL, his best. He played in four different offenses in the last four years, 
but obviously he found his groove in Baltimore. It was game on. He rushed for twice as many yards than he did his best yards before in 2009 with 619 and had twice as many touchdowns. That's amazing. You know, I mean, he had a great year. I don't know if he's going to do it next year. He looked a little tired at the end of the season, but... Well, he's, he's older. Yes, yes. But he's always been kind of one of those, like, specialty backs, so he's not got quite the wear and tear of some other guys a similar age. Yeah. Well, I know it's early, and we're not even done with 2014 officially, but it seems like most fantasy analysts are pretty down slash not talking about him at all for next year. So he might be a good guy. You can get really, really Sleeper. late. Yeah. But, but again, and then if you only use him a few games even, if it's the right games, yeah. I'm in. My notable for high is Steve Smith Sr. Yeah, congrats. Facts, but you know what? You had some awesome games. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You showed that an old man can do it, and I, I like it. You're feisty, and I'm into it. Stay my angry, low, my friend. My low for the Ravens, um, you know, when Kubiak came to the Ravens, we all thought tight end, tight end, tight ends. So we all drafted Dennis Pitta, and if you don't remember me talking about him, that is because he got hurt in week three and was put on oh. the IR. Yeah. So bad. And then we all picked up Owen Daniels thinking he's got to be our man. Nope. Not so much. He finished 17th in tight ends. And tight ends are terrible. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, good luck, Ravens. I hope you beat the Patriots, but um, use your tight end a little bit more, please. Thank you. Okay, well, the Cleveland Browns. So the high was definitely the Cincinnati beatdown in week 10, Thursday night football. Yeah. Yeah. I still, by the way, cannot spell Cincinnati right. I can't either. I don't know why that (laughs) word looks so wrong to me. Cincinnati, I cannot spell you. I cannot spell you. And I did it twice in this write-up. I have a similar difficult time with Buccaneers. I don't know my idea what the word Buccaneers is. Buccaneers, too. I agree. Double consonants. I can't know what doubles is. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, anyway, Cincinnati, I can't forget you. So, um, I have a mental block. Anyway, the Pro Bowl center, Alex Mack, went out for the season in week six against the Steelers. And it looked like just no one was ever going to be able to run the ball again. I mean, they were just... Terrible. And then they decide, hey, let's put Cincinnati in primetime where they crumble, and we're going to have every single one of our running backs score a touchdown. That was uh, crazy. It was so crazy. It was just nuts. And the, the highest yardage for that game was Terrence West of 94 yards. Um, unfortunately, there are no clear answers as to what's going to happen to the running game for next year. It's something that we're all going to have to keep an eye on. It could be Terrence West. It could be Isaiah Crowell. It could be a committee, but sometimes when they were a committee, they both got a lot of points, so it just kind of depends on what they do next year, but uh, we also, all three of us were together for that game at the Grand Street Tavern, Chris Vaccaro, thank you again, Mr. Fantasy Football High Stakes Man, Uh, so anyway, so that was added fun, and then the low would definitely be Johnny Menzel's premiere, and uh, it was actually a high for us, because We didn't know, but we were one of the only people in the fantasy community telling people not to start him. We were like, failure written all over it. But even we could not predict just how bad it would actually be. I usually enjoy when people say they're going to play bad, play bad. Like, usually I'm like, yeah, I said so. And that was just almost, like, uncomfortable, where I felt bad for knowing he was going to play poorly. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah, it felt dirty. 
It, all, it did feel dirty, right? It was like, how could it be this bad? How <laughs> is it possible? Which is totally appropriate for Johnny football. Exactly. So he only got 80 passing yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble. No, he didn't have a fumble. That was a lie. That was a lie, two interceptions. I don't want to make it anything more than it is. But he only had <laughs> 13 rushing yards, and he ended the game with .5 fantasy points. I mean, it's so bad. That would be the low. Oh. I mean, Brian Hoyer is bad, but that That was like. That may have been Hoyer's high for his season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had been like. I bet he partied with. I bet he partied the night after that. He was just sipping his tea. Sipping his tea. All right. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm Mmm. You do you, Cleveland. Mm -hmm. You do you. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Go Cleveland. Oh, it's good stuff. AFC South teams, the Colts, the high. You know, everybody knew that Andrew Luck was going to have a great year. Duh. He was only six points behind quarterback leader Aaron Rodgers and averaged 21 fantasy points a game. But my high of this season for the Colts is Kobe Flaner. The Fleener. Fleener it. The Fleener. He finished in sixth place for tight ends yep. with 118 fantasy points, yep. 774 yards, and eight touchdowns. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys. May that not is... happen next year because Dwayne Allen will be healthy again. But And he did have the most epic drops of the season. Epic. Epic. Uh. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> epic. As this is let's say he had a third less receptions than the tight ends ahead of him. But he probably would have had more if he would have caught half of those passes. <laughs> Some of them were so sad. I, I felt embarrassed oh. watching the like highlight reel. I was like, oh, no, oh. no, 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 no. So oh. you're saying there's room so. for growth, Courtney, is what yeah. you're saying. There's room for growth. But congratulations. And congratulations. Yep. And there's no reason why the Colts can't do a Gronk Hernandez tight end situation um, in Indy. I'm all about it. Kobe Kobe has growth. Yeah. He has some area of opportunity, but he was the high. <laughs> Nobody drafted that man, and he dominated for tight ends when tight ends were really bad this year. I agree. So, also notable, T.Y. Hilton was fantastic. Great, great late-round pick. He was definitely worth your money. Um, and my low, you know... I was looking up stuff, and FF Toolbox had Ahmad Bradshaw as a handcuff, and Trent Richardson is possibly comeback of the year before this before the year started. Do you Not think someone so made a bet that if they wrote that, they'd get some money? No one believes Trent Richardson's comeback of the year. Come on. That's what it said. I read well, it. Well, for I the preseason. Article. Right? It was a preseason. It was, before, it was for drafting for 2014. Right. It was before the season started. And they telling people to draft Trent Richardson, and then Ma Bradshaw would just be like a handcuff. Not the case. It was pretty clear that after game one against Denver that Bradshaw was the better back. I mean, Bradshaw's second week, he scored 21 fantasy points, and he continued to dominate until the Colts bye in week 10, and then he ended up breaking his leg, and mm. that was sad. Yeah. But still, but He was so that, good up till then. Up till then, nobody had him anyways. It was a great waiver wire pickup or, or late round pick. I mean, he's the man. Trent Richardson still could do nothing after Bradshaw left. It was really, really, really sad. But hopefully, boom, Heron 
back and be really good. And hold on to the ball. Yeah. I would appreciate it if he could put the ball in the right hand. Boom, fumble. Tricky. Aaron. Tricky, tricky keeping that ball in your hands. It's tricky. It's tricky. He and Fleener just need, like, an obstacle course to gain confidence. You know, like, I can catch balls. I can hold on to the ball. <laughs> I, just... I wonder what Luck says to them, you know? Like, because he doesn't seem like a super, you know, confrontational person. But I wonder, I wonder what he says. I don't know what Danny would say, yeah. you know? He probably says, great you know? job, like he does the defensive guys. Good job. Good job on that drop. Good job. Good job, Stroud. Stroud. I'm could work with them. <laughs> oh, it's sarcasm. so funny. Houston Texans. Texans. So the high for me is a toss-up between Ari and Foster tearing it up mm-hmm. and J.J. Watt in the defense and the Texans defense, who are the uh, fourth highest-scoring defense in the league this season. You know, but we knew the Texans defense was good. We knew Arian Foster would come out and play a big ball, and we knew J.J. Watt was good. But five touchdowns good? I mean, come on. Let's talk a little bit more about this bad mother... I just beat myself on that. Uh, he was good all season, but really heat up actually at the end there. So during the last five games, Watt had 27 tackles, 11 sacks, 20 hits on the quarterback, a touchdown, and a safety. He finished the whole season with 20 and a half sacks to become the first player with at least 20 in two seasons. The first. I mean, the really scary part is he had you know more sacks than the entire Bengals team. I'm saying yeah. that right now, he should be MVP, period. I don't want to hear any argument because you were wrong. Be like, oh, I was going to say, like he himself is probably better than, like, I can probably name three or four defenses. Well, I mean, <laughs> he was also a top yeah. 20 tight end. We can bring that yeah. up. Seriously. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you look at who the MVP potentials are, and, of course, it's all quarterbacks per usual. But if any pl- defensive player has made an argument, it is J.J. Watt, my friends. You should be MVP. Santa right now. Fantastic season. Amazing. My low is, again, a toss-up between Andre Johnson's sad slide and mediocrity this season. 42nd highest scoring wide receiver. Ugh. And the quarterback woes. Insert Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then Ryan Mallett. Then Ryan Mallett gets hurt. Put Fitzpatrick in. Then Fitzpatrick gets hurt. Then we have this really sad debate over should it be Case Keenum? Thaddeus Lewis, or Tom Savage. You needed more out of Johnson, and it was hard to expect when you have the circus of quarterbacks who were all average at best, and it was just sad. It was just sad at some point. It was sad, Ashley. I know, it was mm. sad. It's perfect to go right into the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, my high is that the Jacksonville Jaguars interviewed Mark Trestman for offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect high. Uh, Brian's like, where's my boyfriend gonna land? I so no, but really, the high is really great young talent. So Jacksonville fired their offensive coordinator, and I have to agree with the move. <laughs> this team has a ton of young talent that needs to be developed. But um, I mean, like, remember the four game stretch of the double digit Denard Robinson days? That was fun. Yeah. And from week two until the injury, Allen Robinson never caught less than four passes in every single one of those outings. Um, I mean, the stats didn't tell the whole story, but Marquise Lee, you can tell he has a ton of talent. He's just running around out there. He just has crazy skill. Um, but he, 
you know, here's the deal. Even Mr. Interception, Blake Bortles, he improved. And I think that he is someone that needs to be molded and he needs to have some consistency. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if you get this team with Mark Tressman as the offensive coordinator, I think this is a sleeper team next year. And Bold. why? Bold. Because they another high would be their defense. They got a lot better throughout yeah. the season. And if they have a decent defense and Mark Trussman with all this young talent and they can have a whole offseason together, I like it. They had a lot of practice. Yeah, well, all of these guys were drafted <laughs> in May. Like, they didn't even, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't even know they were on a team together until it was, you know, the summertime. They couldn't practice. I mean, now they know who, you know, their names. I think it's great. As far as Lowe is concerned, this was their big problem. Injuries. Of the top 10 fantasy players on this team, which is basically everyone, because there weren't a lot of fantasy players on this team, no. only Alan Hearns played in each game. Wow. And Which Alan Hearns crazy. wasn't even healthy the whole time, was he? He was and playing he, through he, injury. He was playing through injury, and he was an undrafted free agent rookie. He was he barely even made the team. And he's the only <laughs> guy that's actually playing. But he's also Sad great. Time. I mean, he's one of the young talent, too, that I think that, that they're going to be working with. But I'm just saying, if they can work on their conditioning program to make sure that these guys aren't hurt all the time, I think that they right. have some serious talent. So I, if they get Mark Trussman and they stay healthy, I'm loving them. It's amazing they didn't finish last like in their it. division. Uh, we got the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, they did better than my Titans did, and that is sad is what that is. Wow, the Titans. So my high point was week in and week out getting to chat and beat up on Bishop Sankey. It really was. I mean it. <laughs> Poor Bishop Sankey. There were times when I was like, do I really even have to talk about this team? I mean, there is no one relevant unless you are in a seriously oh deep league to talk, you know. So, I mean, why even talk about them unless you really want to stack your bench in case like an apocalypse comes? I mean, literally, I would think this weekly, like, why do I have to report this team? But Bishop Sinky owners out there, tried and true, gave me plenty of motivation and material to work with. I thank you for all the fun. I really it was do. It a good time. It was a good time for all of us. My low is I really struggle with the entire wideout crew on this team. Oh, yeah. I wanted them to be better, right? Like I was even a little bit on the Justin Hunter Kennel Wright sleeper train for a while, you know. But then I lost some steam, you know. And it, and it, you it didn't jump off that train. But yeah, the it's problem a is runaway it, train. Yeah, it didn't derail, and this is where the problem was, right? It was like a slow death train with mini stops in the thirty six fifty eight and sixty nine realm in the rankings. I mean, they were just. Bad. Like, that means literally none of these guys in a standard-sized league should have been in your lineup essentially at any point in time this season, which is really sad. And it was just brutal, and I hope it gets better next year. Yeah. Good luck, Tennessee. Good sad luck. Sad days. All right, AFC West teams, the Denver Broncos. So my high is easily, I shouldn't say easily, but Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. And then, and then the running games, for the most part. So Sanders came in to fill Decker's spot, and he filled it. He filled it. He came in as the sixth highest scoring receiver this year, meaning that Denver and Green Bay were the only two teams that had two receivers in the top ten. That is beast status right there. And if you if he hadn't gotten hurt, the Broncos would have had would have been the only team to have two receivers in the top five. He literally was a top five receiver until the very end when ODB passed him, and he barely had more points than him. So you know, I was. 
also pleasantly surprised with the run game. So we were all nerds up Monty Ball hype. And I'd like to say we were also on the only podcast to say, be careful, buyer beware. Monty Ball is not a proven back. Don't put all yep. your stock in this guy. And he, you know, didn't do great. And everyone's going to say, well, the offensive line wasn't great at that point in time. And yada, yada. Okay, yeah, maybe, whatever. But, you know, Hillman came in and tore it up basically the moment he stepped on the field. So he was fantastic. And then he got hurt. And then Anderson came in and did even better. So the running game is strong. And that is surprising since the Broncos are such a pass-heavy team. And it was just, it was really fun to kind of see the dichotomy all season. So... Emmanuel Sanders got robbed from the Pro Bowl. Robbed, right? I mean, robbed. that was some BS. People are like, well, who would you replace? And I said, I'd replace him with T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. was great. He was great. But Emmanuel but Sanders Emmanuel was, was a top five receiver all season long. He was a top five when, the, when those rankings came out. I can't the discuss Pro Bowls that don't include Matt Forte. So as far as I'm concerned, this one isn't happening because it's not <laughs> yeah. legitimate. It's so it's, it's it is bizarre. not a legitimate bizarre, Pro Bowl right? if Matt Forte is not a a freaking running back in the Pro Bowl. The guy should be MVP of his team by a long shot. Anyway, we're gonna call it the semi Pro Bowl this year. Semi Pro Bowl. Semi Pro Bowl. Congrats to those of you that made it. We're not knocking <laughs> you, but let's be real. Congrats. We're just like, but we're, like, come on, Matt Forte. Not crazy. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. And come Odell on. Beckham didn't make it either. Nuts. Nuts. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, get over it, maybe. maybe. So, my low, on that low note of those studs not making the semi-pro bowl, <laughs> is, you know, is I'm sad to say that I think the low is still the come for the Broncos. Wow. I You're hate myself. As a Bronco fan, to say that I you're really do, a Behringer of Doom for that team. I know, I you know, shouldn't but cover them. You're the problem. On, it's, it's honesty. I'm you're the problem. problem. I'll take honesty. it back. So, I'll you, take but, it back. but I'll say this: let's, let's get to something concrete. And my concrete low would be Julius Thomas. Yeah. Yes. You were an enormous disappointment to me this year, not because you were, you know, not a starting tight end because sadly you were. You were the seventh highest scoring tight end in the league this year. But you were supposed to be so much better than you were. You know, he was supposed to be, like, the standout player, and you definitely drafted him higher than you probably should have based on points value that you got from him and, and, and you know, in terms of where you drafted him. So, you know, well, his he injuries was, killed you at the end. That was the they problem. They killed you. And I was like, he was genuinely bad the last half of the season. He was bad from essentially week nine he down. He was hurt. But yeah. It was, yeah, but then, like, he was also scoring, like, three points, three, four. I mean, it was bad. You know, and then Wes Welker. You know, I almost feel mean even mentioning him because he did so poorly and more than likely it'll be his last year, so I feel bad even saying it. But, I mean, it's like, really? Really? Sad. Wes Welker. Oh, sad day. Chargers. All right, well, the high is Antonio Gates. Hey. Old man River. Doesn't matter how old he is. Boom. Comeback of the year. So I know that I, it was, it sounded crazy, but early in the season, I gave some unconventional advice and I told you to trade for Antonio Gates and no one ever trades for tight ends, but I knew that a lot of people had two and I just had a good feeling about him. Now he did go through a little like rough patch, but in weeks 15 and week 16, he scored 11.4 points and 21.2 points respectively in standard scoring. If you played PPR, you can add six and seven catches respectively to those scores. 
That's what he did for your championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Booyah. And I will also say, honorable mention, though, is the week 16 and week 17, Dontrell Inman, who came out of nowhere. Uh, actually, he was a star in the CFL, and I think he may have just won himself a starting spot. So if you're in a deep dynasty league, I still think that he's someone that you should pick up and then hold on to. Because um, uh, Eddie Royal's contract's up. Michael Floyd's contract is like kind of dicey. Keenan Allen had a rough year, which I'm going to get to right now. So I think that they're going to start working Dontrell Inman in there. He was uh, he got seven catches for 79 yards in both outings. Oh, no, one of them was five catches for 79 yards in his only yeah. two outings yeah. for the team. So that's wow. a lot of catches. So it's not just the, you know, good, yards. Good pickup. Good pickup. Pick Chargers. Pick them up. Talk, talking to you, Dynasty folk. Talking to you. The low point was definitely Keenan Allen, and I'm going to call it What Happened to Rivers in December? That was unfortunate. So Keenan Allen was unstartable for the majority of the season. Mm -hmm. You got more value if you play PPR, but even then, I mean, he just could not break away from the the coverage. So he scored four touchdowns all season, and three of them were in weeks 12 and 13 when everyone had already given up on him. Then he got hurt. was at the rest of the season. It It was a tough year for him. So hopefully he has a bounce back, but he had a little sophomore slump. That's the way it is. And Rivers just wasn't Rivers. It's not the one that we know, and the whole team kind of fell off. Honorable mention for this would be Ryan Matthews and the return of the injuries. So, that's the You know my love for Ryan Matthews. I know. Chiefs. 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 I, I, I'm actually really excited for this one. So, my high and my low are the exact same. The Kansas City wide receiver. Yes! I'm so glad when, when Dwayne Bowe almost scored, I was so yes! angry. Yes, that is oh. right. There is. <laughs> there was I'm so angry. <laughs> not a more underachieving group of wideouts in the league than this career this year. So good. Uh, and I will say, I held my breath, like you said, Brandon, when Dwayne Bowe looked as if he was going to score a touchdown, but alas, he fumbled and Travis Kelsey picked it up in the end zone for the touchdown. Which was now, so classic. Now, that was the perfect it looked, thing. it was perfect, right? Because it looked very close to Bo having crossed the plane before he fumbled, which would have made it a touchdown. You can fumble in the end zone if you are trying to cross the plane, right? So who's to get the credit? I literally was whispering under my breath, please don't let it be a touchdown. Please don't let it be a touchdown. And then they said it was a touchdown. I began to mope. Why? Why must they score in the very last game? But then, sweet, sweet salvation came. As the announcer (laughs) said, with about five minutes later, correction, the touchdown was attributed to Travis Kelsey. Season saved. Thank you, Kansas City Chiefs, for giving me something to root for. This was an awesome season. I cannot believe. It's not just the receivers. It's also Alex Smith, but yes. I cannot believe an NFL team went an entire season without a single wide receiver scoring a touchdown. It is and so almost fantastic. And almost made the playoffs. A playoff-bound team having yeah. not almost scored a touchdown. I think, amazing. I think we all collectively were hoping Dwayne Bowe was not going to score the touchdown, right? I, well, we? my we're husband early. is a huge yeah. Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I texted him. He was, he was out getting groceries. I texted him. I was like, Oh my God, Dwayne Bowe just got touched down. He's like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Well, he was in the car, so he's listening. So he heard that it was 
went to Travis Kelsey. And I didn't even want to tell him. I didn't even text him back that I didn't get it. <laughs> he came home and told me he found out the news. But it's like, so oh, much more sorry. exciting. And the, and the way it went, and the way that it went down, you know, because it was perfect. a dramatic it was play. It was the perfect ending in the last game of the season to will they or won't they do it? Will they or won't they? They won't. And thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs> go Chiefs. Let's go to the Oakland Raiders. Yay. Hi. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. their first win was cute. Their first win was cute. I liked that. I mean, Latavius Murray could be the future. Could um, be. Could be. Could be. Um, but really, that's it. And there's really no high. They're getting a new coach. Like, per use so we'll see uh, they play in a tough division I don't know it's not it's not my favorite but good luck Derek Carr seems like a really sweet guy he does seem that's very my sweet high. doesn't he that's my high he's a nice guy uh, my low Maurice Jones Drew is my low oh, yeah, I know we all forgot he played in the NFL but it's the saddest story of 2014 he was drafted people drafted Maurice Jones Drew and he had 11 games with zero points or less. He was negative. Wow. Yeah, he didn't play in four of those games, but that doesn't matter. I mean, still, seven games with zero yeah. that he was active. Yeah, that was a very rough year with him. And maybe his last, he rushed for a total of 96 yards it's, this season. This is who? 96 yards. This is Maurice jones with zero touchdowns, um, it's just not looking good. I think if Oakland gets rid of him, they save $2.5 million. So this might be it. Might Sad. be it. He's a good guy. Hopefully he doesn't pick himself first in the draft again because he plays fantasy. He's a good guy. Um, let's move on to the AFC East teams, the New England Patriots. My high was Rob Gronkowski playing the whole season. Was it a Gronky to remember, Courtney? We've been waiting for this. Yeah. It's a Gronk to remember if you haven't checked that out. (laughs) Brandon is slightly obsessed. Yeah. It might be laying next to her KY jelly. I'm not sure, but (laughs) she's into it. She's really into it. It's a novel Uh, about Gronk. On the field. An erotica, series. An erotica series novel. An erotica series novel. Yes. Yes. Um, check it out. Check it's it on really. Amazon. That means it's respectful. <laughs> on Amazon, a gronking to remember. And I, for one, would love a gronking to remember. Mm-hmm. You, Ashley? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I feel like I've already had a gronking to remember. I will be reading the book for sure out of pure curiosity. (laughs) And um, you know, if you can judge a book by its cover, it's (laughs) going to be awful (laughs) and in in an awesome way. So you know what? Everybody get your gronk on. Get your gronk on. Get your gronk on. He also has a party bus called the Sinner Bus. Oh, oh, and he oh. has an employee, and that their sole job is to take care of the party bus. And he bought the party bus in Long Island at a church. 
awesome. Yeah, you think Gronk is everything we want him to be. He is everything we want him to be. It is true. I don't even go into his stats that he clearly was the number one tight end this year with 1,124 yards and 12 touchdowns. Thank you very much. You are amazing. Round of applause. Congrats. Round of applause. Gronk, you were the best. Full season. My low. You know, there was really no low for the Patriots unless you drafted one of the running backs because you're silly. Um, There's no real consistency. You know, I'm not going to get into that either, really, because it's just a sad bunch of people. Just a real sad bunch. You mean all the really people that picked IR, up? Shane Vereen. I mean, he should have been the starter, but no, they picked up LeGarrette Blunt. And then there was some Jonas Gray thrown in there. Um, Vereen finished the highest in fantasy. Um, but even that wasn't that high. So, you know... Sad. Can we learn our lessons now, guys? Don't draft a Patriot running back. Period. Don't do it. End stop. End stop. The Bills. All right, so the high. I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins. So I told you that that Adam Shepard reported that Doug Marone got up and left when he drafted. But you know what? He's Mr. Potential. But he did show flashes of potential that I think is actually legitimate. So his best yeah. game was in week seven versus Minnesota when he went nine of 14 for 122 yards and two touchdowns. And I think that they can build on that. So uh, they need to get the quarterback and the coaching situation situated. Uh, but for someone that had EJ Manuel and Kyle Orton throwing on the ball and for his first year in the league, I actually thought, you know, he, he was not good against shutdown corners. We told you that. That was pretty clear right away. But other than that, I felt like he had some, some good flashes of, of uh, an NFL starting yeah. running back. So I think that's a high point because if you're going to give up that much for him, you want to at least make sure that he's decent. So I would say he's at least de- decent, if not more, much more. As far as a low, um, well, I'm, I would say that, you know, me telling you with all of my might not to pick up Booby Dixon or Bryce Brown. I don't understand why people kept asking me about these guys. I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys, no. First of all, they're not Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, not even close. And then they're, they're, um, the schedule was nuts. They had the Jets, a bye, then Kansas City, Miami, and then the Jets again. You don't want to play running back against them anyway, let alone two backups, like the third and fourth string guys. So, Anyway, that was unfortunate. Honorable mention, though, would be um, the switch at quarterback. I still, I'm still not a fan. I kind of wish they would have stayed with EJ Manuel and just tried to figure it out. But it is what it is. Is what it is, Brandon. Is what it is. Kind of like the Dolphins, right? Yep. My highs with the Dolphins. You know, they're much like the Dolphins. It's not very exciting, but just kind of like quietly good. Yeah. You know, Mike, Mike Wallace showed up this year, and he was the 18th highest scoring wide receiver in the league. And he's always been kind of a hot and cold player, and he had moments of being hot and cold. But for the most part, he was pretty good. Ryan yeah. Tannehill was similar. that He quietly snuck his way into the top ten quarterbacks for the year, I'd like to say. You know, and I, you know, I also enjoyed that I could count on them to give teams a little bit of hell, right? I mean, usually I would count them out against teams like the Patriots. But this year, it was always a little nerve-wracking being like, they could maybe beat them. Are they going to do it? Are they going to beat them? It was a possibility. And my low, it sounds terrible, was I, when no Sean Marino got hurt. I really wanted to see how it played out between him and Lamar Miller. I was excited to see where that was going to go. You know, Marino made Miller step up his game, and he did for sure. You know, and Marino looked to be the starter, and then Miller came in when Marino got hurt, and Marino was slated to come back. 
you know, but went with a, within a few weeks, but then, you know, he came back and got hurt immediately. So my low may have actually turned into a high for the fact that the dolphins yeah. might finally have gotten the working potential they've been hoping for out of Lamar Miller for years, and they might actually now have a backfield. So. I agree. I think that's nice. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, the New York Jets. Uh, the high would be Geno Smith and Eric Decker's Week 17 performances. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Oh, what, <laughs> what could have been? Wow. Geno Smith went to Miami and put on the a illusion. clinic. He yeah. threw for 358 yards and three touchdowns, and Eric Decker caught 10 passes for 221 yards and a touchdown. The good news is that we learned all season, really, even when he was hurt, that Eric Decker is not Peyton Manning dependent. He does, however, need a quarterback. That would help. So, But even without one, he still just was shy of 1,000 yards. It's crazy, you guys. There and then Percy Harvin showed some flashes of, of being okay before his injury. And then Jason Morrow, same thing. He kind of was dealing with injuries. But for a rookie tight end, he actually has some decent performances. So I do think that there are things that they can build on on the offensive side of the ball. The defense, they have a great rush defense. They didn't have any corners. But even then, you know, you kept hearing how, how easy of a matchup it was. And yet people would go in there and not have a good game. So a lot had to do with coaching, and the coach is gone, but still, you know, it was positive. And then the low is week one through week 16. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the low, the season. Yeah, and then, of course, okay. Audible mentioned goodbye, Rex Ryan. We will, Jets fans will uh, miss you. We'll miss you. We will miss Everyone Rex. Everyone will miss you. Rex we can't Rex. wait to see you in your new home. Sexy Rex. NFC North teams, Green Bay Packers. All right, so I'm going to start with the high, which is Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Okay, yes, I know. Every once in a while they had a bad game. But let me tell you, you should stop complaining. As Ashley said Seriously. earlier, they were two quarterback or two wide receivers in the top ten. Jordy Nelson caught 98 passes for 1,519 yards and 13 touchdowns. Randall Cobb caught 91 passes for 1,287 yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, these guys are on the same team. That's unbelievable. Anyway, it blows my mind. Congratulations. You're awesome, Green Bay Packers. Now, the guy who got them there, Aaron Rodgers, is awesome, and the low would definitely be his Week 15 performance that knocked me and several of our listeners out of championship contention. I mean, yeah. On one hand, we can't be that mad because he got us their number one quarterback overall for the season. On the other hand, holy moly, 185 oh. yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble. Six fantasy points in week 15 from Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, definitely a low. Yeah. Detroit Lions. Lions. So I'm going to say that to all the people that actually drafted Joyke Bell, he is my high the lions yeah you are so lucky that you did not have to suffer through the usual running back by committee situation that is the detroit lions Mm -hmm. you know bell was the 14th highest scoring back on the season you know and he had to share some low scoring games but for the most part he was very good for you and again you didn't have to have that awful debate in your head every week whether or not it was going to be bell's week or bush's week be thankful for that bell great season my low, Matthew Stafford, for sure. For sure. Ugh. Stafford is supposed to be elite. 
I would not call being the 15th highest scoring quarterback on the season elite. No. Even if the team did go to the playoffs. Granted, Megatron was hurt for a while, but you know what? You have to find other weapons. That's what good teams and good quarterbacks do, plain and simple. Right. Done with you, Lions. Boom. Boom. The Vikings. You know, overall, I was very impressed with the Vikings in 2014. Yeah, good showing. It was not the best start with them after they lost their best player, Adrian Peterson, after off-field conduct, obviously, after we know, after the first week. And then they lost their starting quarterback in week three to injury. And that brings me to Teddy Bridgewater. He might not have had the most amazing year, but he shows all of the potential in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like love him. him. He yeah. threw for almost 3,000 mm-hmm. yards and rushed for over 200 yards. Um, the only problem is, is, last time we said potential on the Vikings, you hit your low. And that's Cordero Patterson. Uh, we called that, though. He was going way yeah. too early. Way, way too early. Way too early. Not worth it. And clearly, he had 10 games with two or less fantasy points. Oof. He saw a total of six targets in the last five games of the season. Averaging 1.8 fantasy points. It's not good, guys. It's not good. He might be the biggest disappointment of 2014. Yeah. Overall. And Kyle Rudolph is just a notable. notable. He's out half the season. Yeah. Injuries and people drafted him. It's a tight end situation again. Just sad. Mm. Really. Just sad. There's a lot Brings of tight end the talk Bears. on the show. A lot of tight end talk. Mm. Highs and lows. Bears. <laughs> Uh, hi, is Matt Forte. No, uh, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. <laughs> Was there ever any doubt? No. But, okay, so he's my reality check MVP. Like you said, J.J. Watt. Listen, he's the only guy on the team. He also broke the record with 102 receptions. He broke Larry Center's record, which he was 101, for running back catches, and which had stood up since 1995. He scored 10 all-purpose touchdowns on the year. I mean, his rushing numbers were less because he was catching the ball all the time. He had the most catches out of all of the running backs. Over 100 catches. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, However, an honorable mention, Martellus Bennett. Nice. 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 Good Good work, Bennett. And you know what? So I told you I didn't know who my low was. I forgot to write one. I actually, uh, and, I, and it was so interesting because I left it for last now that I'm thinking about it because I was like, there were so many. So many lows. So, so let's so just many. leave it with that. The Bears. The Bears. Sad. Low. Sad. Oh. Fans deserve better. NFC South. Here we go. The Carolina Panthers. You know. <laughs> the whole conference is a low. Just kidding. The whole co- That's what I said. There was nothing <laughs> amazing about this team. That there's no high. There is no high. No real individual was their best. I mean, Greg Olson was Mr. Consistent. Greg Olson. You know, yeah. averaging eight fantasy points every, you know, that you know, per game. I, I'm into that. He was so great. Faithful. And rookie Calvin Benjamin was good enough. I mean, he definitely was a rookie. Um, but he finished in the top 20 receivers. Hello. I mean, that's not saying much seeing how he was the only receiver on the Panthers. But, you know, whatevs. He still did good enough. It just saying? was a good enough team. And I'm okay with that. There's no real high to me. The high will be when uh, they beat Seattle. The high Hey-o. will be when they beat The high is yet to come. The high is yet to said. come. Uh, my low was D'Angelo Williams. You know, a lot of people drafted him, and he ended the season with not so many people owning him. 
He had a total of 263 yards rushing, receiving altogether, mm. and zero touchdowns. So, yeah, it's not looking good. I could maybe say another high, good. Courtney, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, the end of the season. Well, I was going to say is that Jonathan Stewart replaced him and had, you know, three games over 10 fantasy points in the last five weeks, which is great. He was yeah. he was big in the last end of the playoffs. and. I'm happy I told people to play him because the first time I told him to play him, he got hurt. So I'm happy he stayed healthy and got us through to the end of the season. So, yeah. Thank you, Stuart. Great. Saints. New Orleans Saints. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the high to Drew Brees. Yay. <laughs> and he really fell off at the end of the season. His best game was in week 13, though, at Pittsburgh when he threw for 257 yards and five touchdowns. It was crazy. Now, what's really interesting is that he ended the season with 4,952 yards, which was tied for the most in the league with Ben Roethlisberger. Weird. Weird. Hmm. It was a weird year. Um, So, low, Jimmy Graham. Now, facts are facts. He ended the season as the third highest tight end, which is outrageous. But who cares? Tight ends are terrible. And he's not the first (laughs) round pick that you wanted him to be. He just isn't. No. And there were two times in the season when he played and got zero points, one of which he wasn't even targeted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on there. He did get 10 touchdowns on the year, so that's good. But listen, you know, you're going to have to draft him high again next year if you want him. And I'm not quite sure that that's what you want to do. Um, but he's not going anywhere. So just FYI. Honorable mention, though, yeah. defense, third worst fantasy scoring defense, zero defensive touchdowns, zero return touchdowns, and zero blocked kicks, among many other deficiencies. Way to go, Saints. Way to go. Nice. Atlanta Falcons. Kind of like Brandon. I wanted to think about what to write for this team and didn't. But I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> Julio, Julio Jones would be my high, if you will, for the fact that he yeah. actually he finally came on the end of the season there. So he was injury-riddled um, the beginning part of the season. And, and then Roddy was doing fantastic. And then when Julio came on, Roddy did okay. His production definitely fell off. But Julio came on, and I'm glad that people got at least some sort of fantasy value for him at the end there because you did draft him fairly high, and he really was doing not much for you initially. And, and he's the kind of player that you still held on to. Nobody dropped Julio Jones. They just didn't do it. So finally, you got some value. So that would be my high for them. And then my low would be the misuse of Anton Smith. Oh, oh. Again, it's kind of that what could have been. We don't know. He, if, if you played him more, he may have done nothing. But could it have killed you to try? Weird. When he's that explosive of a player, mm. would it really hurt when you don't have a great backfield? I mean, really? And I'd also say my other high would be Steven Jackson because it was great to see him kind of a bounce back here. So Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's well, hopefully Rex Ryan will use Antoine Smith next year, huh? <laughs> the Tampa Bay we'll, Buccaneers. We'll see if they actually do that. That'd be interesting. Uh, the Bucks, my high, Mike Evans, the rookie, played very Yay. well this year. Yeah, he was kind of the bright light on the team. You know, he was the top was twenty. Great. You know, he, sorry, he was the top receiver on the team, and he was the second highest scoring wideout out of all the rookies standouts, beating Sammy Watkins and Calvin Benjamin. 
Uh, just Crazy Hands ODB surpassed him. So Evans will be a, you know, a solid player, and I'm excited to see what he's actually going to do in his sophomore year. Uh, he will need to catch more ball, more of his targets next year. A little something to work on during the offseason. He only caught 55% of his targets, whereas yeah. ODB caught 68. So, again, room for growth, areas of opportunity. <laughs> but that's because but, ODB has spidey senses. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. It's a crazy hand. just catches everything. But what I'm saying is it's exciting because he did as well as he did and there's room for growth, so there's it could be even better next year. Is this normal? I wish we could see that our, our father's hands. Um, and my low, well, first my low is that they're not going to the Super Bowl. That's my, that's my first low. It's a shocker. I know. Uh, and then my next low would be that Josh McCown (laughs) and Lovey Smith were not able to recreate that same kind of magic they had in Chicago in Tampa Bay. So sad. You know, they had the pieces in place. They had Jackson, they had Evans, but they just couldn't do it. You know, I mean, the question is, you know, will they, you know, they pick up another quarterback this year in the draft? I'm not sure. I can think of a reason why they wouldn't, unless that reason is Glennon. Do you think Glennon will get a chance somewhere else? I don't... I felt like he was pretty decent. Am I I crazy? I feel like he could be... Yeah, I feel like he needs a quarterback whisperer just to, you know, fine-tune. Mark Tresman. Fine-tune. Tresman. Tresman. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. That's it. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you very much. The NFC West Seattle Seahawks. Great. So the high, Russell Wilson. Again, for people not listening to me, he ended up being the third highest quarterback. I know. I know. Guys, he wasn't a quarterback, though. He was a running, running back. back. I can't support exactly. this. Exactly. He didn't throw the it. ball, so that's why you didn't think about it. But you how, know what? How is, how is he your high over... Lynch is a can't support. Because you're right. Because because <laughs> he's a running back. He was also he a be, running back. That's pretty. We should impressive. be able to start him as a running back. Yeah. Some people start we can both ways. start JJ Watts as tight end. We should be able to start him as a running back. Well, I think so because he had 849 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns, which would have meant if he was a running back, he would have tied with CJ Anderson for the 16th highest amount of rushing yards in the league. And then he would have tied with a handful of guys, including Matt Forte, as the 17th highest in touchdowns for rushing. That's correct. Matt Forte and Russell Wilson had the same number of rushing touchdowns. Think about that. Russell Wilson is the running back. But here's my problem. He's not going to repeat that because they're going to get rid of Marshawn Lynch. And without Marshawn Lynch, there's literally no one else on the team, which brings me to the low, which is the fact that Russell Wilson had 327 fantasy points. Marshawn (laughs) Lynch had 265 fantasy points. Next up, Doug Baldwin with 101 fantasy points in standard scoring. That is such a huge nosedive. Not I don't know how crazy. this is sustainable. But they keep winning games. They're obviously dominant. But as far as your fantasy team, no go. Nope. Nope. It's that defense. Darn defense. Arizona Cardinals, high. Again, I really don't have a high point for the Cardinals. I get it. They made it to the playoffs. Um, exactly. But after Carson Palmer went out, it was just really downhill from there. I mean... Palmer is legit, and I hope he leads the Cardinals to the playoffs next year. Um, but he only played six games, so he can't be my high, you know? My low um, really was the whole team, but I'm going to pick Larry Fitzgerald since everyone drafted him. 
In the first four games, he had a total of 14 fantasy points. In the last four games, he had a total of 12 fantasy points. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure he's excited to be a free agent and find a new team. Yeah. Yeah. I know they want to keep him. Which would be sad, right? Because you think he's just, he's he's a cardinal. Well, you know, and he is, and maybe he'll stay. You know, that they know they want, they say they want to keep him, but man, I don't know. The chemistry is not loving there. He'll probably become (laughs) a patriot just like they all do. Oh my gosh, I will lose my mind. I will lose it. Mm. I will lose it. Uh, 49ers. Great. High point. Anquan Bolden. Yes. Period. Period. Done. And stop. Congratulations, Bolden, for your reemergence. He was great. Look at the tape, people. Look at the tape. He is mm-hmm. definitely the safety valve there. Back to a thousand plus yard season. Seventh yes. of his career, by the way. And Quan. Yep. And he's 34 years old, so that's very impressive. Low. Well, I'm I'd like to say r- he also deserves better on the Marshawn Lynch bandwagon. Better. He deserves better. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Lowe's. Of Hard the quarterbacks <laughs> that started all 16 games, only Andy Dalton and Derek Carr had less fantasy points than Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say, I have to say it, I, it's been so hard for me to not rub Colin Kaepernick in Courtney's husband's face for the fact <laughs> oh, that God. every year I'm always, I'm like, Alex Smith will do better this year. I, I promise you. I promise you. Boom. But Alex Smith didn't do better. Uh, he didn't play all the games, so it's hard to. He didn't compare. play all the games, but. <laughs> well, he didn't have a receiving touchdown, people. Yeah, I would say that the, that, that the argument is so weak on both sides. That <laughs> yeah, you're really saying. Our, our argument continues, Tim. It continues. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> next season. Let it continue to 2015. We're going to put this TBD. TBD. <laughs> All right. The two, the two little baby uh, lows along with that very quickly is that the 49ers, for whatever reason, refuse to run Frank Gore. Why? Yeah, that's crazy. One of the great mysteries of our time. No one knows because they, <laughs> oh, they gave him 20-plus touches in four games. All four of those games, they won. That's it's a like fact. It's like someone sold their soul to the devil and said, all right, I won't Harbaugh play Harbaugh wanted out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then Vernon Davis became the invisible man. Oh, man. Bad. Oh, Vernon Davis. He was the low. He was the low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Really, they all were low. Shocking. Mm. Rams. And yet... Their poor performance was one of my highs for the year. Anyway, um, the St. Louis Rams. I'm really, you know, it's really, I, I, I can't really think of a high for this team. Honestly, I was kind of like Brian Quick, yeah, maybe for like a quick minute. Then he got hurt. So I guess yeah. the Rams' defense, because they were consistent, consistently showing up against big teams. But I, I'm sorry, I don't really have one, guys. There's not, there's not really a nope. high for the Rams. We so don't blame you. My low, let's start off the gate with the low low. Sam Bradford getting hurt. Right away. I mean, I just don't know what you do with this poor kid anymore at this point. I mean, I feel so, so bad for him. When I forgot bad luck, all about that. Freakish injuries. But, like, what do you, like, what do, you do? I don't know what you, like, what you do cry. with him. I Yeah, you really cry. Then I guess my other low would be the Rams wide receivers. I mean, they're bad all Did season. They, they all got hurt. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't pretty, so... And what's sad is that the Rams are usually always, always, always good for a sleeper. They are always good for a sleeper wide receiver. And, you know, that really wasn't the case this year. So, bummer. It's amazing they won six games, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. 
AFC East, Dallas Cowboys. I am high on all of them. All of them. Des was the leader in touchdowns this year for wide receivers. But the real standout was DeMarco Murray. DeMarco. So good. He averaged 17 fantasy points a game. A game. He had five games with 20 or more fantasy points and eight games in a row with over 100 yards rushing. He also had another four games with over 100 yards rushing. But this man was a monster. A grand total of 18 145 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns. Awesome. He was clearly the number one rushing running back in the league. No doubt he's the man. My low, my low was Terrence Williams. I love Des, but Des would have been even better this year if they would have used Terrence Williams properly. I, agree. I don't yep. get it. Look at what he did in the first round of the playoffs. Two touchdowns, 97 yards. Are you kidding me? Hello, Cowboys, use him. There's no reason why you can't have two good wide receivers. One really, really good one and one good. He's my sleeper for 2015. I love him. Philadelphia Eagles. The highest Jeremy Macklin deserves an NFL contract. So <laughs> yeah. he played on a single-year contract. He bet on himself, and he did a great job. So even he with did. the quarterback uneasiness... Which, yep. let's be honest, the numbers did slow down when Mark Sanchez was on the field, but can you blame him all the time? But Macklin still finished out the season with 85 catches for 1,318 yards and 10 touchdowns. So if you have over 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns, that means you deserve a contract. He's only 26 years old. He has a great NFL career ahead of him. I think he's and worth it. he's a it. good guy, a good locker room guy. Someone sign him. Yep, yep, yep. Into it. Um, he just needs a healthy starting quarterback. Sorry, Marky yep. Mark. But uh, as far as the low, I'm going to go LaShawn McCoy. I think if you drafted Oof. him in the first round, you had a rough, rough season. It was tough. And you had to have some good pickups to fill in for him. And, and, and Ashley, you did that. You, you, had, did. you had three stud running backs, so you were able to put him on the mm-hmm. bench, which is great. I benched um, him almost. I think I only played him in two games, honestly. I think I benched him the rest. Yeah, well... <laughs> Listen, it was he only had five touchdowns all season. They were all rushing, zero receiving touchdowns. Um, now, McCoy is has talked about how he's going to restructure his contract so that he can stay an eagle. Um, but you know, yeah, he ended the season outside of the top ten running backs. So in standard scoring and PPR, it was even lower than that. Ugh. But he's great. I was still, I, I still think he's a top guy for next year. It's just going to have to be very different. Hopefully you can get a little more of a bargain. But for a first pick, it's tough. It was tough. It's tough. It's tough. Your first tough. pick could go to the only person who plays on the New York Giants, ODB. Yes. Oh, ODB. yeah. ODB. Rookie of the year. I don't even know why there's other people nominated. I don't get it. I don't like understand. Get him out of my. Get him out. Get him out. He is amazing. He finished fifth best wide receiver, and that's with missing four games. The first four games he didn't even play, and he finished fifth. He is a freak in the best way. I love ODB so much. I love him from top to bottom, or bottom to top. That based on whatever I'm into him, I can't. I can't get enough. I just can't get enough. And that catch, 
It's awesome. And he's like horizontally with three fingers. I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy. And they say that he only averaged 12.3 fantasy points. But if you divide it by 12 instead of 16, I mean, that's how many other, you know, if you divide it by how many games he actually played, like the other guys that scored higher than him in fantasy, he actually got 16.4, which is more than everybody else. Just saying. Yep. Just saying. He's a freak. He is legit. My notable is Brandon. Eli finished in the top 10 quarterback. Which is crazy. Nah. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was ODB. It was ODB. Brandon hates Eli Manning. I hate Eli Manning. Okay. Greatly dislike him. And, but he finished in the top. And you're right. It is ODB, Brandon, yes. obviously. Yes. We didn't have Ruben Randall and Larry Donnell to throw to. It oh. clearly was ODB that made Eli so good this year. But it's just funny. It's just a fun fact. Um, my low, my low was the game where Victor Cruz got injured uh, against uh. Dallas. Um, in week six, he tore his right patella tendon or whatever, which I guess is like really, really bad. Like, could possibly be like career ending. So that is so sad. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to come back. He may come back, but he may be like a Reggie Wayne. And that is just makes me so sad because he's one of the good guys. And, you know, I hope he gets well and he has like a freak comeback year like Peyton Manning with his neck. And I hope I can see some more salsa dancing because I love him. But that's that's sad. Redskins, Red my favorite skins. team. I, I know. <laughs> so when I was writing this, I was like, do I be nice? Do I be mean? If I was nice, I would say Deshaun Jackson, Alfred Morris. Because Deshaun, you know, he quickly became the man in town, ended up the 16th highest scoring wide receiver. You know, which despite having what seemed like a different quarterback each week, pretty darn good, right? Fabulous. Now, All Alfred right. Morris, sweet, sweet Morris, he had, you know, which is right about where we thought he would land, which was, you know, like the 12th, I want to say. So, no disappointment there. But now, if I wanted to be mean, I would say my high was the constant entertainment the Redskins gave me when it came to the quarterback position. Mm. Between mm. So Cousins good. versus Griffin drama, Griffin versus McCoy drama, Griffin versus Gruden drama. Mm. That, oh crap, we have to go with Griffin now due to an injury. <laughs> and then he actually did okay. So, what does that mean for next year? Oh, the drama. You are the gift that keeps on giving our G3. The gift that keeps on giving. My low, Pierre Garçon. No question. No question. question. I mean, it was so bad. I genuinely feel bad, actually, like, continually mentioning him in this manner, right? Because he went from the 14th (laughs) highest scoring wide receiver in the league in 2013 to the 54th in 2014. That, my friends, is what we call a nosedive. And it wasn't like he did it all himself. He was slowly pushed to the edge by Deshaun Jackson coming to town and getting more targets, you know, and then RG3, Colt McCoy, and Kirk Cousins jumping on top of him with their inconsistent bad play. I want to apologize to you, Pierre, because you aren't that bad. You really aren't that bad. No. In fact, you might be able to get him really cheap next year. Seriously. Gosh. Depending on the coaching staff, it might be a really good... Maybe they'll trade him. That would be money for him. Hopefully they do, because he's legit. Real quick, ladies, who is your Super Bowl prediction? I have to say, I'm going to stick with what I said in early November. I'm going with Dallas Indy. 
Dallas and Indy. Guys, Dallas and Indy. I called it like, I don't know, a long time ago. I have a bet going on with my husband. He picked Green Bay and Broncos. So cliche. And um, we'll see this weekend because Green Bay is going up against the Cowboys. So game on. Well, I said I want it to be the Broncos and Green Bay and it to be the repeat of the 1998 Super Bowl when magic happened. The helicopter. We beat. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm, magic. So good. Seems like destiny. The helicopter. Mm-hmm. However, who do I really think will make it? The Seahawks and the Patriots. And I might just quit my life. <laughs> I won't watch. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm very similar in thought, Brandon. I would love it to be the Broncos and the Packers to recreate, or Broncos Cowboys because part of me is rooting for the Cowboys because I feel like it's like their magical year this year, and I've always just felt bad for Romo. But I think it will be the Patriots <laughs> and the Packers because I'm going to stick with the Panthers beating the Seahawks, and that means it leaves the Packers. For the Super Bowl. Nice. I love it, Ashley. I yeah. love that you have the Panthers meeting <laughs> them. It's my favorite. Uh, I hope they do. I'm going to uh, call you the second it happens. The odds are not in my favor on that one. I don't care. I'm into we'll it. See. It's yeah. so good. You it's should totally so do a gambling thing in Vegas. You should. Absolutely. Maybe. Call someone. Well, well, this has been a crazy 2014 fantasy season. The craziest I've ever been part of. I hope you had a, a great time. I hope you won your league leagues. Um, it's been a pleasure entertaining you. We'll continue on doing shows throughout this off season. So make sure you hop over to herfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Twitter at herfantasyfb. We'll give you updates and all that fun stuff. It's been a pleasure of 2014. Happy New Year. Good luck in 2015 and happy drafting. Until next time, no more faking it. Hey.